Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. From the streets of Union City to your nighttime radio, Steve Travelis keeps you in the Jersey No. From 7 till 11, live local and live, Steve Travelis on New Jersey 101.5. Weekday night, Steve's live local and live. And welcome to Tuesday Night in New Jersey. Steve Trevelisse, two days away from the beginning of Light of Day. We'll talk about that later, but for now, uh, we got four hours to talk Jersey. You and me at 1-800-283-101.5. So much going on. Ever heard of Lucky Girl Syndrome? We'll touch on that later. It was seven years ago we lost David Bowie. Uncle Floyd remembered, and uh, we'll play that later on as well. Uh, but right now... You know, the uh, lottery is, uh, what, $1.1 billion? I'm not going to ask you what you would do with the money. Because here in New Jersey, we've got our own lottery. We've got our own money coming in. It's the money from the marijuana. You know, we uh, we legalized weed, and we taxed the crap out of it. And we have made a lot of money from this. So much so that New Jersey doesn't know what to do with it. And they're asking you. How should New Jersey spend its weed money? The state wants your feedback. Eric Scott wrote the post at nj1015.com. Now, I remember when this was all going down, I kept saying, you know, where's the money going to go? Where's the money going to go? You know, and uh, I had Senator John Bramnick, who was on last night. You can see that on nj1015.com. But I had asked him, I said, you know, where's the money going to go? And he says, you know, we are $200 billion in debt here in New Jersey. So it's probably going to go to pay down the debt. But now, maybe not. Maybe not. Because uh, New Jersey Cannabis Regulatory Commission will take public import as they formulate the rules governing how taxes collected from cannabis will be spent. They want your feedback. What would you do with the marijuana money? 1-800-283-101.5. Legal weed business booming in New Jersey. Adult use marijuana sales exceeded $178 million since 2022. $117 million came from recreational sales as more dispensaries are licensed for businesses in New Jersey. That figure is expected to increase dramatically in 2023. Jeff Brown's executive director of the New Jersey Cannabis Regulatory Commission. He says New Jersey is seeing only the beginning of what is possible for cannabis. So, that's from Eric Scott's post. Now, your thoughts. If they came to you and said, how would you like to spend the marijuana money? The tax dollars that we're bringing in, what would you want to do with it? 1-800-283-101.5. I got a Twitter poll up, and Rob's going to retweet that. Uh, I've got it on Facebook. And, you know, for me, I want to see something. I want to see something tangible. I want to be able to go to my mailbox and see less. I want to see maybe less school taxes, maybe less property taxes. I want to see a fixed road, whatever. I want to see more opportunity for uh, my kids to get a better education. 1-800-283-101.5. What would you do with the money? I mean, there are so many options. Those are a couple of them. 
Would you narrow it down? There should be. If we do this, you're going to get that. I've been saying that all along. Not just like in New Jersey. You know, we keep getting you know, all this money, sports betting. How many billions of dollars are we taking in? You don't see a difference. Your life hasn't changed because we have sports betting. The only way your life has changed is if you lost your house while sitting on a toilet playing online gambling. 1-800-283-101.5. But if it were up to you, give me some ideas. First of all, another thing, too, do you really believe that they are going to take your advice? Or do you think this is just a sham, this is just something to appease you? Yeah, 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 tell us what you think. And they already know what they're going to do with the money. But if it were your choice, you know, Jeff and Bill, they ask you, what would you do if you won the Powerball? I'm asking you, what would you do with the marijuana money if it were up to you? I think it should be spread evenly. I think that everybody should get it, regardless of their, uh, you know, uh, financial status or ethnicity or whatever. Everybody shares in the wealth. Everybody gets to buy it. Everybody pays the tax on it. Everybody should get the same equal share of whatever it is. As far as, um, you know, addiction, you want to you set up programs for addiction, fine. But everybody's got a benefit. Dave is in Somerset on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Dave. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? No, I'm struggling here. What's the matter, Dave? Agriculture in New Jersey is struggling big time with the the spike in the fertilizer. Right. And the fuel cost and everything else is New Jersey is not going to be the garden state very long if it, if it keeps going the way it is. What about growing marijuana? Would that help? That's not an option where I am. Well, okay. See, there's another thing. Maybe they could use, maybe they could find a way to let you grow marijuana. What are you growing? Tell me what's going on. Hey, we have a 300-acre farm here of hay, mm-hmm. and the prices of fertilizer and fuel is just destroying the agriculture. So there's something they could do. There's something they could do with the marijuana money, give tax breaks to farmers so that they can better keep New Jersey the garden state that it, you know that it's always been. All right, Dave, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. That's a great idea. Lenny is in Forked River on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Lenny. Hi, Steve. How are you? Good. How about you? How about we just give it to all the starving children in the world? Give it to all the starving children in the world. Well, you know, maybe in the country. How about we uh, give it to the starving children in New Jersey? Yeah. But how would you do that? I mean, like, what were you talking about? Just give the money to, to the food banks? I mean, how do you want to do it? Uh, I mean, the idea is if you're, going to ta- if you're going to tax something, that tax money should go. The gas tax was supposed to go to fix the roads. We're not talking about charitable donations here. We're talking about this is money. It costs us a hell of a lot of money to live in New Jersey, right? More so than practically any other state. And we have the highest rate of people leaving, third highest rate of people leaving, according to Doyle's blog. So what do we do to keep them here? Now we've got this windfall. We've got this marijuana that we've taxed it. We're bringing money in. How would you want to use that money to better the quality of life of Lenny and Forked River? Give them uh, cocoa puffs instead of uh, ShopRite cornflakes or something, you know, something better, or, you know, more better food. 
All right. They're getting at food banks. I mean, All right, I'm, not, sir. I'm not putting anything down about food banks. I'm just saying. No, no, no. I get what, I get what you're saying. So I'm saying you want, so you want to say, okay, we are going to use the marijuana money to feed starving children. It's a great idea. It works. Honey, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Cocoa Puffs be damned. Uh, 1-800-283-101.5. Okay, New Jersey is now taxing marijuana, and uh, we are making a lot of money. The sales exceeded $178 million in 2022. $117 million came from the recreational sales. We imposed a 6.625 sales tax on cannabis sales. Treasury Department reported more than $7.7 million in tax revenue through September of 2022. If, it, if they asked you, and they are asking you, what would you do with the money? How would you help New Jersey? 1-800-283-101.5. You ever hear us say this? I can't tell you how much weight I've gained since I can't do the things I used to do. Or this pain is holding me back from my walk, my run, my activities. Well, it's time to finally do something about it and get back to doing what you love. Trinity Rehab can help. Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried. No prescriptions needed, same-day appointments, fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it or not doing anything but making you feel loopy or drowsy like other places. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, and frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions and no prescriptions needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Woodbridge, Flemington, Toms River, and Wall. So you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. Here's fast traffic. Brought to you by the New Jersey Lottery, have you heard? The Mega Millions jackpot is now $1.1 billion. That's 1.1 billion reasons to take a chance on Mega Millions today. Give yourself a shot at starting the new year with a big win. Anything, you know this, anything can happen in New Jersey. As a matter of fact, the powers that be in New Jersey in the cannabis industry may ask you, what should they do with all the money they're making from the tax dollars from recreational weed and medical weed? And if they did ask you that, and they are asking you that, and you're going to be able to go and tell them, what would you say? 1-800-283-101.5. The CRC, Cannabis Regulatory Commission, will take public input as they formulate the rules governing how taxes collected from cannabis will be spent. So, Marianne in Frenchtown, how you doing? What would you do with the money? Hey, Steve, how's it going? Good, how about you? Good, hey, how about we offset property taxes? That's a no-brainer. You know, you would think that would be a no-brainer. And especially like in towns where they have dispensaries, because so many towns were anti-dispensary. But if your town has a dispensary and that dispensary is paying taxes to, you know, to maintain your town, then you being in the town should be paying less in property taxes, no? Well, I agree, but I'm a little bit greedy. I wanted it to go to everybody. And the thing is, you know what? We've been paying our mortgage for 30 years. We got about four more months on it. You think I would be celebrating, right? Right. But our mortgage 30 years ago was $1,100. It's about 1600 now. Wow. And by the time I pay my, pay my property taxes, when my mortgage is completely paid off in four months, I'm only going to be ahead of the game by 300 bucks. From what I originally paid, it's like it's crazy. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that it's so New Jersey? You know, it's so New Jersey. It is. 
You work your whole life to get to this point where you could take a deep breath and enjoy the house that you paid off. But no, 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 you're not, you're not out of it. You're never going to be out of it. No, that's not going to happen. But why do we stay? We want our bagels. We want our pizza. We don't want to pump gas. They better be. Those should be golden bagels. Marianne, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5, the winner of the golden bagel. Uh, but, yeah. You know what? Revenue sharing. Every town gets to cut down on the property taxes. At least it's only seven million right now. I mean, in the, in the grand scheme. But still, what are we doing? Show me something that's being done with this money physically. Not like, well, some other town is getting helped, or well, you know, somebody else is getting helped. I want to be helped. I want to see something in my taxes, in my lifestyle, that improves. Because marijuana is being sold in New Jersey. Peter's in Sea Caucus on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Peter. How you doing? How are you, Steve? I'm good. How about you, pal? Listen, this is what they should do. Maybe they should try to come up with some kind of plan to make more affordable housing for people. Because we're not New York, we're New Jersey. Right. And it's ridiculous because a family of four can't even live in Hudson County no more. I mean, where do you expect people to go? You Wait. work hard. You work two jobs. I mean, it's ridiculous. I'm with you. They, they, the houses are insane. The money's insane. Right. The rents are insane. The people that have been here for three or four generations got to move. How ridiculous is this? You know what I understand? You would get this because I grew up in Hudson County, and I was one of the generations that moved. I don't understand why people don't move anymore. You know, once upon a time, you know, you started out in Hudson County, and you worked your way to maybe Bergen County, maybe Monmouth County, about mass migration in the 70s. Now, it's like nobody leaves, and it just keeps getting thicker and thicker. I went to a funeral a couple of weeks ago. I had an Uber in because it's impossible to park in my old neighborhood. Yeah, I mean, listen, I grew up in Hoboken, right? Right. Now, I would say a good 8% of my all my friends are gone. Yeah, Hoboken completely yeah. changed since you grew up. Hoboken, Jersey City. I live in Secaucus. Secaucus is a good town, but it's yeah. just getting overcrowded here. You sneeze, the guy that lives next door to you has got to put a, a jacket on because he, he, can, he can feel you. <laughs> That's why they ask for the Man, mask, Peter. I mean, no, I, feel you. I get you. I get you. It just gets worse and worse every year. But if you do affordable housing, more people are going to come, right? You got to do yeah, afford, you, you got you got to do afford, you got to make it affordable for people to, and also right. put the desire for people to leave. Right. I mean, the thing is, is like I said, you know, my parents have been living in the same apartment fifty-seven years. Yeah. Okay. And the thing is, is that my father and mother want to move, but they can't because it's so expensive. Because they get so they get a little bit amount of money just to survive. It's ridiculous. They can't even buy a house. My father and mother killed themselves their whole life working. They came and afford it. It's insane. Uh, you're right, Peter. You hit the nail on the head. Greg is in freehold on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Greg. Hey, Steve. What are you uh, thinking? So this cannabis money, it, first of all, it's a drop in the bucket, right? $200 million is nothing in, as it compares to a state budget of $52 billion and rising. So this is not a life-changing amount of money. It would be great if it could be used to fund schools in some way to off, and then get a, a property tax offset. But it's never going to happen. This is just more money in the pockets of the Democrats to spend more, and they just keep increasing the budget. And like your last caller said, it makes the state unaffordable because all those dollars that come in have to have to be paid for with taxes. And, yeah, sure, you have a little bit more now with cannabis, but the Democrats will just spend more. They keep increasing the budget 10, 15, 18 percent a year, and it never ends. You know, the budget, and, you know, 
people beat up on Christie for his eight years in office, but he held the Democrats and the budget in check. It didn't go up in any significant way. No, he was about cutting spending. He wasn't about increasing. Yeah, he was increasing the budget. He was about cutting spending. Now it's all about, but that's the whole, that's the whole left. Just print money. Just print money, spend it. Of course. That's, but but that's in this situation, though, but Greg, in this situation, whatever it is, what would you, if they said to you, what would you want to spend it on? Like, what could we come up with that would make sense? Uh, what are they talking about? $7 million so far, you know, $117 million came in from recreational sales. How much are we talking about? Right? They, they collected $7.7 million in tax revenue through September of last year. This is going to rise. This is going to grow. But whatever that number is, what would you spend it on? What could we come up with that would make us see something? For the for the legalized recreational marijuana we're living with, well, it would be it would be for me school funding. But school funding such a disaster the way it's set up now, you wouldn't see any material changes in the in the property taxes because it's such a school funding is a big dollar amount, and these this marijuana is a small dollar amount. So it wouldn't make any material change, and and frankly, nothing will in this state in terms of lowering property taxes, and that's why. I'm getting the hell out of here. Two years, seven months, ten days. My oldest daughter is at the University of South Carolina. She's already got her first job lined up in Charlotte right. when she graduates this May. And there's just, as far as I'm concerned, this state's a fiscal lost cause. And uh, I don't plan on sticking around to see how this movie ends because it's going to end badly. All right, Greg. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. New Jersey wants your feedback. How should they spend the marijuana tax dollars? It's, uh, it's 730. Now the latest New Jersey news from NJ 101.5. Weather also brought to you by CKO Kickboxing. They go into the gym, you go into the wrong gym. You need to try CKO Kickboxing in Freehold. Featuring 30-minute classes, CKO is great for men and women of all fitness levels. Also great for birthday parties, team building, personal training, and more. Visit CKOFreehold.com. 1-800-283-101.5. Okay, so we got the legalized marijuana. And it's bringing in a lot of money in the taxes, and it's only the beginning. So uh, the CRC, Cannabis Regulatory Commission, asking uh, how should we spend the tax dollars? And they're going to give you a chance to voice your opinion. So before they do, I'm giving it to you right now. How would you spend the marijuana tax dollars in New Jersey? Let me tell you what it is we're talking about. Like right now... Uh, it exceeded $178 million in 2022. $117 million came from their creational sales. Jersey imposes a 6.625 sales tax on the cannabis sales. Treasury Department reported more than $7.7 million in tax revenue through September of last year. Social Security excise fee uh, on growers and wholesalers, $1.52 per ounce in 2023. So uh, it's only going to get bigger. We're not going to stop buying weed. So more and more money's coming in. How would you spend it? Karen is in Colonia on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Karen. Hey, Steve. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. I think we should have free beaches. Oh, Karen. That you can see, and why do we have to pay for them? Because they're little cash cows for these Jersey Shore towns. They just see it as a license to print money. And there's so much politics and they're so friggin' connected that it's never going to end. But I love, I love that idea. I, I, I got, you know what? It's one thing we need the money to maintain the beach. What do you need the parking money for? To paint the white lines on the street? I mean, seriously. <laughs> just, 
Yeah, we we have that parking too, and that's got to be a hundred dollars. Uh, seriously? Yeah, I love that. Exactly. I, I love that, or at least at least re, at least reduced rate free beaches or free munchies. At least you could see it. Yeah, you could actually see that they actually did something with it. Versus uh, not doing anything with it. You know what? Whatever they're going to do, if I think really that they know what they're going to do and they're just throwing this out there as a bone that really doesn't mean anything and they don't really care what we think, but they want us to believe that they care what we think. And, yeah, well, the votes are in and we're going to put it back in the general fund. <laughs> but, exactly. Exactly. Like, and piss it away just like everything else that they do. Got it, Karen. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Don is in Farmingdale in New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Don. Hey, Steve. How you doing? I'm good, pal. How are you? I'm, just, I'm doing good. Um, I just want to tell you a quick story real quick. I think they should spend it on fraud and investigate people that are deliberately putting, applying for uh, assisted living with food stamps. I have a a best friend who does part-time taxi driving. Right. And there was a, a resident in Lakewood who left a notebook behind, and it's step-by-step instructions on how to scam SNAP and the amount of money that he spent on food stamps in 2021 is going to make people sick. It was over $100,000 in food stamps. You know, we talked about that last over week. Yeah. yeah, we talked about, we didn't talk about the book. We talked about how they're giving more money out in food stamps. And we were talking about, you know, uh, food stamp scams and stuff. And, you know, it's a great idea. They should investigate fraud. But I don't know that, like, the, the average taxpayer is going to say, wow, they're using that marijuana money to investigate fraud. You know what I mean? It, like, the lottery goes for education. You know, uh, like, they're, 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 like they're, the gas tax goes to fix the roads, A to B. Where should the marijuana money go? Well, I, you know, I spend, I get charged. Oh, I'm just going to be blunt with you. Last year, my federal taxes. I'm a W two employee. Right. It was a lot of money. It was a lot of a lot of money. And then when I file at the end of the year, I still have to pay. And See, I struggle day to day to, you know, put food on my family's table and keep the lights on, but. You got people that are just blatantly scamming the system and nothing happens. And that's to be more. There needs to be more. But I don't know. I, I totally agree that there needs to be more investigation. And you know what? It's funny because you talk about. Uh, investing, you know, if you talk about business, right? So how much money would you spend to set up task forces to investigate this fraud versus how much money you would find, how much money you would make by, you know, by, by exposing these people? How much, how much money would be saved? You'd be able to pay the salaries of those people doing the investigation and then some. And I totally agree. But that's not something you use marijuana for. That's just something they should do. No, yeah. Um, people are going to keep smoking and people are going to keep buying. So that 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 tool, that pocket of money is going to just grow every year. Absolutely. Make more and more from that. And hopefully it'll get people will be able to make enough money that they won't be able to, you know, need food stamps. Done. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Yeah, you know, we talked about that last week and people talked about, you know, how there, you know, how there's so much scamming going on. Other people say, no, it's not happening. Probably the people who are doing the scamming. I don't know. But, uh, 
as far as the marijuana goes, the idea that you've got this money coming in, what could we, the taxpayer, who pays so much to live in New Jersey, what could we physically see in our lives, all of our lives, some kind of a perk that the marijuana is going, the money is going to relieve us of this tax? Is it, could it be free beaches? Could it be lower tolls? Could it be lower property taxes? Definitely not, God forbid, right? We are in New Jersey. Uh, you know, Murphy's talking today about all the great things he's done in the state of the state address. So we saved you money on licensing fees. What, $25? You're, you're, you're praising that. You know, Rob, give me, give me the Murphy's speech about all, all, the, all the money he saved New Jersey. There should have been a laugh track under it. There should have been a guy with a drum. You know, I saved you money on licensing fees. And I saved you money on tax dollars. Because it's such a joke. Now we've got this marijuana money coming in. And Grant, there's not a lot of money now, but you know it's going to be a lot of money. So what would you do with it? How could you channel the marijuana tax dollars so that everyone in New Jersey can see some kind of a benefit? 1-800-283-101.5. You can listen on... New Jersey weather brought to you by Mark Patrick Seminars. Join Mark Patrick Seminars and lose the weight. Stop smoking. Only forty nine ninety nine Thursday, January twelfth at the Holiday Inn Express in Bordentown, or Saturday, January fourteenth at the Crown Plaza in Edison. Visit markpatrickseminars.com to register. All right, have I got an idea? Murphy's talking about uh, prohibition era liquor licenses i got an idea to help the restaurants that we'll talk about in the next hour but for right now the marijuana tax how should we spend it the cannabis regulatory commission is actually going to ask you so i'm asking you now what would you do with the money 1-800-283-101.5 marcus is in woodbridge on new jersey 101.5 hi marcus how you doing i'm good how are you i'm great um you know you you made a good point you know the gas tax is to maintain the roads, beach tax, maintain the beaches. Right. So the marijuana tax, in my opinion, you know, put it right back into the into the market in mental health. Because, you know, that's where a lot of people end up using marijuana uses to, to cool themselves down, whether mentally or physically. And I think we could really use that in our state. You know that not, you know, the people who smoke marijuana, not only, you know, what am I trying to say here? People, all types of people smoke marijuana, not only those with mental health issues. Oh, of course, of course. I mean, I, like I said, I mean, some people, you know, just use it to help ease, ease physical ailments, or, or maybe it's just, it yeah. feels good. Mm-hmm. But, I mean. So you want to use the money for mental health? Of course. We don't do enough for has, it, too. Yeah, I mean, not everybody has the insurance. You know, that I think that that's a big deterrent for people to sit down and actually get the help they need is, is that bill at the end of the help they do look at. So ba- Yeah, so basically you're saying we're going to use the tax dollars to establish a fund to help those dealing with mental health. Yes, and especially the younger kids these days. You know, I mean, I'm only 28, right. but I, I'm seeing them come up and, and I'm seeing red flags just, you know, shopping. You know, I, I'm, I'm seeing some some things that I would just like, I would just like people to have more access to help for themselves. 
and just for those around them and the people that love them. And I think that would be a great place to start. That's a good idea, Marcus. Thank you for calling New Jersey 101.5. Uh, let's go to Mike in Pennsylvania on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Mike. How you doing? I think they should take the money right. and learn how to have an emergency squad in case they ever have a tractor trailer turn over on the road and get it out of there and don't take all day cleaning it up. Do you think they're not fast enough when it comes to accidents on New Jersey roads? That's right, pal. I'm 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 now three out three and a half hours. Right. I'm route, I'm on route. I live in Easton. Right. I, I work at. Oh, you're stuck in a traffic jam. Okay. Well, no, I'm on Route 46 now. Right. Going through. Went up to. A, a, All right, but you got to admit this is a unique situation, right? This doesn't happen. This doesn't happen every time there's an accident in New Jersey, right? But you want to know? So it's a fuel spill. So it's probably a tank or maybe an oil truck or whatever that went over. Right. 3,000 gallons on the road. Now, if Biden didn't close down the pipeline, most trucks wouldn't be on the road like that. They'll go right into the city. Okay, but that's a different topic for a different... Right now, we're talking about what would you do with the marijuana tax dollars? What would you do with the marijuana tax dollars? I, I mean, I got to stay focused, Mike. I understand what you're saying. I agree with you, but I, but I got to stay focused on the topic. Shouldn't even be no legal marijuana. What's All that? right, Mike. Thanks for the call. But there is. <laughs> I, you don't have money we're going to get. Shouldn't be having it. All right. Well, I'll just take it home then. <laughs> Dave is in Cranford on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Dave. Hey, Steve. How you doing? I'm good. I actually you? liked Marcus's idea before uh, to use it towards mental health. But, and then Mike drove but, uh, the point home. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> he sure did. But that, but that wasn't my idea. Um, I'm calling to recommend that we use it to pay down New Jersey's debt. Uh, the I only problem with that. A couple times. Go ahead. Yeah, Bill. I think I've read a couple times that New Jersey's got more debt than any other state. And I'm just thinking about if if it were me and it were my personal finances and I had a hundred thousand dollars in credit card debt, the first thing I would want to do if I get a bonus check is to pay that down, not go buy some Doritos. Yeah, you're like me. You would pay you would pay down the credit card bills, right? Here, here's the problem. The New Jersey's debt, according to Bloomberg.com, guess how much it is? It, it's got to be in the billions. Thank you, yes. You know what? I, like I said earlier, right? Yeah. Huh? Two billion? Two billion. Try adding another $246 billion to it. Right? So I, you know what? We got from pot should put a dent in that, right? Se we're going to make $7 million on the pot. <laughs> you couldn't even. It's not even a scratch on the butt of the debt. I mean, I get what you're saying, but that's what they're going to do with it. Because everything everything goes into the abyss that is the debt. And they continue to roll up more with more and more budgets where we spend more and more money. But we, right now, are more than $248 billion in debt. See that Powerball lottery, $1.1 billion? If we hit it. We would only be two hundred and forty-seven billion dollars in debt. So that's you're making my point even stronger. That's so you want to take this? You want to take the marijuana money and pay into that, which means it's just going to evaporate. You're never going to see it. You got to see. I just want to see some kind of a tchotchke, some kind of a. Hey, look, we did this. You're going to get this, as opposed to no, you get nothing. We just sports betting now. You get nothing. Don't worry. That's all going into the abyss. I, I, I get your point, but you, do you get mine? Yeah, I do. I certainly do. 
All right, man. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Heading out tonight? Take us with you. Fast traffic, instant weather, Jersey news, and Jersey views. It's all here. Weeknights on New Jersey 101.5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be talking to you all night in New Jersey, 101.5. Steve Trouble you and me till 11 o'clock. Go to nj1015.com. Today is the uh, seventh anniversary of the uh, passing of David Bowie. And uh, Uncle Floyd was a good friend of David Bowie's. And when Bowie died, he came on the radio and we talked about it. And also, Willie Nile is going to be performing uh, at the Stone Pony with uh, the Asbury Angels Light of Day show. Uh, reminisced about David Bowie as well, and I put both pieces on NJ1015.com, so go check, do check them out. Later on, we'll talk a little Bowie. I may even play Floyd's excerpt, uh, but here's the thing. Uh, we were talking in the last hour about what you would do with the marijuana tax dollars because the Cannabis Regulatory Commission is asking you, what would you do? Here's something else. Uh, Governor Murphy, state of the state today, talked about the budget, talked about all the great things he's done for New Jersey. And one of the things he says he wants to do is overhaul the liquor license rules. The move would allow restaurants to serve beer and liquor. The industry has always been hesitant because they could lose their investment in existing liquor licenses, and that's been the problem. Uh, For years, this has been going on. Now, uh, during Governor Murphy's State of the State address today, he called for the overhauling of the current system and expanding the number of liquor licenses for restaurants statewide. The liquor licensing system rules are old rules. They rely on old rules written right after prohibition, and those old rules purposely created market scarcity and drove the cost of getting a liquor license up so high, sometimes over a million dollars, and that small independent restaurant simply cannot get. So, I have an idea that the governor could be very progressive and move along and possibly save the restaurant industry. And I talked about this in December. Why not allow the legalized marijuana to be served in restaurants? Forget you want to overhaul the liquor licenses, fine. Good luck with that. God knows how long that would take. But why not? They talked about marijuana bars. Why not come up with marijuana licenses so that restaurants, if they get one, and you make them easy to come by, you make them affordable, not cheap, affordable, so that restaurants can now serve edibles. Restaurants can now serve weed. Naturally, you can't smoke it because, you know, there are no smoking in restaurants or public places in New Jersey. The smoking laws still exist. But if you want to buy an edible, you want an edible with your meal, you want an edible before your meal, which would make you want to eat more, God bless. Have it. And, of course, you'd have to have an ID, right? Of course, you'd have to be of legal age. It would be just like buying a drink. And, of course, you know, well, what about minors? Well, minors go into Fridays. I take my kids to Fridays. I take my kids to restaurants where liquor is served, out back, all the franchise places, right? Uh, There are restaurants that serve liquor. So why would this be a problem? 1-800-283-101.5. What do you think of the idea? If you're a restaurant, if you're a pizzeria, Right, I would have the marijuana in a shaker right next to the garlic and the oregano. Right, put this on the pie. It makes you more hungry. 
It can give you pleasure. It can give you enjoyment. 1-800-283-101.5. Your thoughts. Kick it around. How do you feel about the idea? As uh, Governor Murphy talked about making it easier for restaurants to get liquor licenses. Should he allow restaurants to get marijuana licenses where they could serve? Now, there was talking about the marijuana bars. And this was in December. And they came up with rules. And one of the rules, which made no sense to me, no food sales allowed. But consumers would be allowed to bring food or have food delivered. Does that make any sense to you? This is the kind of idiot. This is the kind of idiocracy that we have to deal with in New Jersey. Marijuana is good for the food industry. It makes you hungry. Marijuana bars, they're trying to figure out how they could set them up so that you could have public places to go and consume your marijuana. We don't even know if they're going to be able to sell marijuana in these marijuana bars. But if they do have the marijuana bars, you're not going to be allowed to buy food there, although you can bring it in or have it delivered. The stupidity! Why not use this tool, this marijuana, this legalized marijuana, for the restaurant industry so that they can sell legal weed, taxable legal weed, which consumers want, and the food that they would like to have with it? 1-800-283-101.5. Doesn't this just make sense? Get a liquor license. You're going to spend a lot of money, and if you can get one, God bless. And you could also end up, uh, you know, getting in an accident on the way home. But that's the risk we always take, right? Marijuana license. You go to the restaurant, you have an edible, maybe you order a little bit more, maybe you, you relax a little bit more, whatever. Just like you'd be able to go in and have a drink. Why couldn't you go into a restaurant and have an edible? And if you're having that edible, why can't you have food in the same place? Because the plan for the marijuana bars is to not allow you to have food unless you bring it or order it out. So the food can't be the problem. If there's a problem with food, you wouldn't be allowed to have it at all. But the marijuana bar, and again, I have no idea how these marijuana bars are going to make money. All I'm saying is here you have, here you have a restaurant industry you know, that's on life support in New Jersey because it's so hard to maintain a business in this state. It's so especially hard to maintain a restaurant in this state. And I had two coffee houses, I know. So you have the restaurants on the one hand, and Murphy wants to give them liquor licenses to make it more affordable. And on the other hand, you have the marijuana industry, this budgeting mar- burgeoning marijuana industry, which is growing. And they're trying to figure out how to spend the tax dollars. Well, how much more tax dollars would they make? If you could go out to a restaurant that had a marijuana license, you were allowed to purchase and enjoy an edible with your meal. Don't worry about the marijuana bars. You've got them. You've got them. Table for how many? Dave is in Allentown on New Jersey 101.5. Dave, what do you think? Hey, um, you know, I, I don't necessarily hate the idea, but I think the uh, the proof is probably in the procedure. I think consumption 
and then allowing users to leave the facility after consumption. I think the difference between marijuana consumption versus alcohol is the ability to pace and, you know, have one or two drinks with dinner versus eating an edible and, you know, being in an altered state for multiple hours at a time. So I think that's probably the, the biggest holdup. But my proposal would be to take the marijuana tax revenue, revenue and make the parkway and the turnpike, you know, free for state residents. We have a gas tax Why not? I mean, we, uh, we, uh, you know, I thought, oh, you're saying we leave the tolls, which isn't a bad idea. But again, going back to the edible, though, if, you're, if they're going to have marijuana bars where you can go to public, uh, public places and enjoy marijuana, and they're saying you're allowed to bring food to this place or you're allowed to have food delivered, what's the difference between having food served there, which would then make it a restaurant? Yeah, I, I I don't disagree with you, and I think I, I think really the the details are in the in the consumption, like how how much can you consume while you're there? You know, they can work that out. You know, just like they work out alcohol, right? You wouldn't serve a drunk in a bar; you get in trouble for that. Right, that's a fair point. Fair point. Yeah, I mean, think about think of the liquor laws, and now think of the marijuana laws. And, and again, I think it would save the restaurant industry and solve a problem with New Jersey as they try to figure out how to do marijuana bars. Yeah, do it a little bit different. Make it make it more uh, desirable for people to come to the state and you know take take part in what we have to offer. I think the liquor license, you know, to your point, is that the cost is just absorbent. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe scale it. Maybe scale the price of the liquor license based upon the size of the restaurant. Right, the restaurant can only seat fifty to sixty people. The, the percentage of the amount of the occupants that the restaurant can have and make it, you know, make that more, more desirable, more attainable as well. So See, the problem with the liquor license is that they've been around for so long and they're so expensive that if you come up with cheap liquor licenses, the people that paid all the money are going to be pissed off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's typical New Jersey, though, right? Of course. That's right. We're here, Dave. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. How do you feel about serving marijuana in restaurants? 1-800-283-101.5. To achieve top dollar for your home, you need an agent who can create an auction-like effect with buyers competing for your home and driving up the price. Call Rob Dukansky of Remax First Advantage to get your home sold for thousands of dollars more than you ever imagined. Andrew's job was transferring him to Delaware, so he needed to sell his home in brick right away. Way. He called Rob and the rest is history. There were 20 showings, multiple offers, and just nine days on the market, selling the home for $425,000, which was $35,000 over the list price. Andrew could now move forward with his next chapter. Robert Dukansky has superior marketing to sell your home for the highest price possible. No worries if your situation changes. He can get you out of your contract at any time. Call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukansky at 855 350 1015. That's 855-350-1015 or online at robsellsnj.com. That's robsellsnj.com or Google RobSellsNJ and start packing. Here's fast traffic. Mark Patrick Seminars. Join Mark Patrick Seminars. Lose weight, stop smoking. Only $49.99 Thursday, January 12th at the Holiday Inn Express in Bordentown or Saturday, January 14th at the Crown Plaza in Edison. Visit MarkPatrickSeminars.com to register. It is 37 in Phillipsburg, 37 in Clayton, 37 Berkeley Heights. Fast traffic. Instant weather. 
every 15 minutes on New Jersey, 101.5. I want to know 1-800-283-101.5. So Governor Murphy uh, trying to you know help out the restaurant says we're gonna we're gonna redo the liquor licenses to make them cheaper so you can get them because they are so friggin' expensive now. Which problem if they did that, the people who have paid all that money would be upset. Meanwhile, on a side note, New Jersey's trying to figure out how to do marijuana bars so that you can have public places to go and enjoy the legal marijuana that we're now providing for you. So I'm saying combine them. Now, the rules for the marijuana bars, believe it or not, say that when they do this, you're not going to be allowed to buy food. No food sales allowed, but consumers would be allowed to bring food or have it delivered. The dumbest idea I have ever heard. Marijuana will help the restaurant industry. If you can't get a liquor license, you know what? While we work on that here, you can have a marijuana license. You can sell weed in your restaurant. Now, you can't smoke it, so you got to do an edible or something. However you want it. You want to eat the friggin' weed. I don't care. But <laughs> should we be allowed to do this? Sam is in Tom's River on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Sam. Hey, Sober Sammy here. What's up, Sober Sammy? All right, so two paisans like us, right. we open up a place where we can prepare food with, you know, that special oregano. Right. And, you know, they have it in places like Amsterdam, desserts, cafes. So, I mean, as far as bringing food in, I think I agree with you. That is ridiculous. Why would they? I mean, if the problem is food, then why would they let you bring it in or have it delivered, but you can't sell it there? That's, that's just so, Joe, so Jersey, so friggin' stupid. Yeah. All right. I, I'm with you, Sam. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Let's go to Michael and Parsippany on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Michael. How you doing, Steve? I'm good, pal. How are you? Good, good. So I agree with it 100%. Um, I'm actually involved with it in New York State. Oh, really? We private parties, invite what? only. So much ahead. You come in and we cook with oils and butters infused with weed. We also serve products with CBD to bring you down from the high before you leave our venue. Okay? It's a three-hour venue. We go from appetizers to desserts. Right. You know, appetizers, meal, desserts. We even have drinks that are infused with uh, either CBD or THC. Now, is this legal in New Jersey to do these parties? It's not legal in New Jersey, no. I wish it were. It should be. It should be, 100%. Um, you know, like I said, the way we get around it in New York State is it's a private party. We vet you before you come in. Mm -hmm. It's invite only. You can't walk in off the street. Um, and we also do cruises. We go three miles out where nobody can say anything. And um, Yeah, but you know what, Michael? If it's legal, then uh, make it totally legal. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. You have to hide. No, no, skirt the law. Hey, marijuana is legal. New Jersey's trying to figure out how to do marijuana bars. Uh, they talked about that in December. And they've come up with these rules for the marijuana bars, right? Uh, both the state municipality who have to approve any cannabis consumption area. Okay, fine. They would be barred from overselling to consumers and must ensure safe consumption to the extent that they can. Okay, no problem. Like any cannabis business, people would have to be 21 and to enter, and you got to show a photo ID. Okay. Now, as far as, like, the restaurants go, if you want to say that, then you got to be 21 or older to eat the restaurant. But I know, like, you know, why is it kids can eat at a, at a restaurant where liquor is served? They could be indoor or outdoor but would need to be enclosed. 
Yeah, I get that. Uh, no alcohol or tobacco consumption would be allowed on the premises. That I don't get. People who use marijuana also drink and smoke. Now, you can't smoke anyway. But I don't see why the problem would be with drinking. No food sales allowed, but consumers would be allowed to bring in food or have it delivered. Well, again, you have an opportunity here in New Jersey to uh, bolster the restaurant industry. Now, today, David Mather writes a story, Murphy fouls to smash Prohibition-era liquor license laws in New Jersey. He wants to overhaul the liquor license rules. The move would allow more restaurants to serve beer, wine, and liquor. Great. While we wait for that, and not only that, but since we have legalized marijuana, you know, you got to come from a standpoint that we're dealing in the legalized marijuana business now. That, it, you know, it, accept it and try to make as much money as possible from it. So they're asking us, uh, the, you know, Cannabis Regulatory Commission, how would you like to spend the marijuana tax dollars? Why not ask us, you know, how can we make more marijuana tax dollars? You know, the sale of marijuana is going to skyrocket in New Jersey. This is only the beginning. And you'd want to be able to sell it every possible way that you could. So why not combine the restaurant industry with the marijuana industry and allow food to be served at um, these marijuana bars? But on the other hand, allow struggling restaurants who are trying to come back from the pandemic, who are trying to survive the opportunity to sell legal weed, edibles. However, and you know what? Like, like, uh, like we heard earlier from Frank, you could put it in the food. You could, you could bake it in. You could use the different oils, the different herbs. You can come up with some incredible dishes, have a marijuana section on the menu that if people wanted it, they could have it. I don't understand with recreational marijuana being legal, why that would be a problem. Can you explain it to me? one 800 We serve liquor. People spend a lot of money to be able to serve liquor in their restaurants. And they're trying to overhaul the liquor industry. Which, again, is going to really upset those people that have paid all that money for all these years. They start making cheaper liquor licenses. But you know what? With the way the times have changed and the acceptance of marijuana... You know, there's a new generation that's not so much into the alcohol, but very much into the wheat. There's going to have no problem. You go to the restaurant, enjoy the marijuana, enjoy the edible, enjoy, you know, however it's going to be prepared. Have your meal and go. And you're going to pay for it. And the restaurants are going to benefit from it. Can anybody give me an idea why this wouldn't work? 1-800-283-101.5. Very, very simple question. Governor Murphy, he's going to smash the Prohibition-era liquor license laws. Like, that's going to happen. You know, like, that's going to happen. This has been going on since, you know, what, the 20s, Prohibition? Meanwhile, sitting right here at our disposal, recreational marijuana, which, by the way, makes you hungry, which would be perfect for the restaurant industry. Which, if you allowed restaurants to serve marijuana, you would make the restaurants would make more money. You would have more options in your social life. Tax dollars would be rolling in from more revenue streams. 
a good time would be had by all. It's a win-win-win. And as Chad knows, we're all about the win-win-win here, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It is 8.30. Now the latest New Jersey... 101.5. Weather brought you by CKO Kickboxing. If you hate going to the gym, you're going to the wrong gym. You need to try CKO Kickboxing in Freehold, featuring 30-minute classes. CKO is great for men and women of all fitness levels. Also great for birthday parties, team building, personal training, and more. Visit CKOFreehold.com. Uh, it's Steve Trevelyse. Tomorrow night we got trivia, music, movies, television, New Jersey, New Jersey 101.5. Jersey's opening lines, a new category. I'm combining both the games, doing it on Wednesday nights, bringing in uh, Johnny Lombardi, Justin Gonzalez, Mark Riccadonna, the comedy trio. And uh, a good time, Jeffrey Paul, a good time will be had by all. Uh, but for right now, one of the toughest things for me, I, I am a huge coffee drinker. I love coffee. And my biggest problem was keeping the coffee hot. Uh, you have a coffee maker at home. I like the, you know, I like the idea of the coffee maker uh, having a nice cup of coffee in a ceramic cup, which tastes fantastic. And if I do that, I'll take the cup, you put it down, right? You want to nurse the coffee. You want to drink the coffee while you watch TV. You want to drink the coffee while you listen to New Jersey 101.5. You want to drink the coffee while you're doing your work, whatever. But if I do that, Inside of about five minutes, the coffee's cold. And then I got to go and I got to nuke the coffee. And then if I, another few minutes later, the coffee's cold. And by the time I finish this cup of coffee, it's like radioactive waste. So I started drinking the coffee in the, the Yeti cup I got. You know, that keeps the coffee hot, but it's not the same feel. And I would love to know, like, how or where you can get a hot, cup of coffee in New Jersey. It seems like the coffee has been has been cooled off a bit. Restaurant coffee, same thing. Gets cold really, really fast. Unless, of course, you go to Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, because Dunkin' Donuts has been having a rash of people suing them because they end up spilling uh, scalding hot coffee on themselves due to the fact that the lids aren't put on right, they're not handed properly. It's really hard right now uh, as far as finding help goes. Because not all the help, if you notice, like when you go out, there's like an attitude with them. There are people who really go the extra mile. God bless them. And I tip them. And then there are people who are there acting like it's the last possible place they want to be. You know, the, the gas attendant who's taking your order while he's talking on the cell phone. Yeah, I, I should at least, you know, I, I realize, you know, you have to be here. But really, can you give me a break? But I digress. Uh, but one of the problems is, You've got people work in these coffee places who don't put the lids on properly. They give them to the people who then take them because they're in a rush or they may not grab it right. And then if you grab it tight, you crush the, you know, the cup and hot coffee goes all over you. Or maybe you put the coffee down in your lap and it spills all over your lap. We had the McDonald's case back in the 80s where the woman sued. Uh, I think she got a million dollars or whatever. But now we have another case uh, in Morris County. Uh, William Williams of Cedar Knolls bought an unreasonably dangerous cup of joe in question at the Dunkin' Donuts on Speedwell Avenue in Morris Plains, uh, civil complaint states. Uh, it's not a drive through So apparently, uh, what could have happened, I don't know what, doesn't say how the coffee was spilled. Uh, according to the suit, an employee failed to secure the lid before giving the drink to Williams, added that the coffee was excessively hot. So chances are, you know, there are many ways you can spill hot coffee on yourself. 
what surprises me here. I mean, if you're Dunkin' Donuts, you know, you're a million-dollar industry, and you're getting hit with these lawsuits. Wouldn't you come up with something better, safer, more secure than that snap-on cheap old plastic cup? Because they had this styrofoam. And that was pretty secure. Then they stopped because, because uh, you know, we're saving the environment here. So we stopped the styrofoam and went to the paper cup with the lid. And they're not always working. Maybe they need to come up with, maybe like somebody can go on uh, Shark Tank and invent a lid that screws on or maybe snaps in or is secure that you can't mess this up if you tried. But 1-800-283-101.5. A couple of questions here. Number one. How do you keep your coffee hot? Do you have the same problem I do? Do you have trouble keeping coffee hot? Does it seem like the coffee makers, when you make it at home, just aren't doing the job in keeping it hot? Like you're getting a nice warm cup of coffee? And uh, number two, have you ever had an accident uh, at a fast food place or a coffee place or a restaurant where, you know, the employee messed up? And uh, you spilled food or you spilled hot coffee on yourself. Well, you didn't spill it on yourself, but it was spilled on you. Do you have that story? What did you do? 1-800-283-101.5. But I'm more concerned about, you know, what do you do about the coffee? How do you keep it hot? What are the coffee makers that are the ones that keep it hot? Because the same thing with the coffee maker, if you turn it on too much, you're going to burn it. And you don't want that burnt taste. And after a while, like, when, when it first comes out of the pot, it's fresh. And you put the half and half in. I don't use sugar. It, it tastes great for that first sip or two. And then after that, it starts getting colder. And you start adding the coffee. And then you start adding the half and half. And then you throw it in the microwave. And after a while, it becomes radioactive waste. 1-800-283-101.5. As far as these Dunkin' Donuts lawsuits... You know, why don't they just come up with, I think it may be time. It may be time, not because of any anything, but you have to do a lot for the stupidity factor of people that you may hire who may not be smart enough to snap a lid on a cup. So you've got to come up with some other technology that would make it better. 1-800-283-101.5. But your thoughts. Where can you get, like, what, what, how do you keep your coffee hot? Where's a, what's the best coffee maker that would do it? I tried the carafe. I even tried that so that this way it doesn't sit on the burner. But even that, you find yourself going to the microwave. 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever been the victim? You know, at a coffee place or any place, have you ever had food spilled on you or had an accident at a restaurant, you know, caused by an employee. What happened? 1-800-283-101.5. According to this lawsuit, the employee failed to secure the lid before handing the drink to Williams, adding the coffee was excessively hot. While the lawsuit said that Williams endured great pain, will face excessive medical bills due to the injuries. It did not specify where he was burned or what degree the burns were. His attorney declined to comment. 
uh, when reached by New Jersey 101.5. For more information, the suit was filed in late December. It's the latest in a series of lawsuits filed by Dunkin' customers in New Jersey against the chain last year. Three of them were filed in the month of April. I got to tell you personally, I'm a big fan of the Dunkin' Donuts. You know, you want to tell me where you get the best coffee in New Jersey? I'll take that as well. one 800 Steve Trevelisse, your thoughts. Jersey Radio. We're brought to you by Mark Patrick Seminars. Join Mark Patrick Seminars. Lose the weight. Stop smoking. Only $49.99. Thursday, January 12th at the Holiday Inn Express in Bordentown. Or Saturday, January 14th at the Crown Plaza in Edison. Visit MarkPatrickSeminars.com to register. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. Duncan's getting sued because people are spilling hot coffee all over themselves because the employees aren't putting the lids on right. Uh, multiple lawsuits in New Jersey. I can't figure out how to keep a hot cup of coffee hot. Any ideas? Kathleen is in Bridgewater on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Kathleen. Hi there. How you doing? I just wanted to mention that I have always used a percolator. Uh, when I'm home to make coffee, yeah. and I would never use another per- because I like really super hot coffee, right. and percolators are where it's at. How do you, you know what? I used to remember how to do it as a kid. You put the stem in, you put the water in, you put the coffee, right. you put the thing on top, right? But then what do you do? You put it on the stove and boil it? Oh, no, no, no. It's electric, like an electric percolator. Oh, so you plug it in, and then it yeah. makes the coffee, and when the light is on... Yeah, Farber Percolator. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do they still make yeah, those? they're great. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. wow. I didn't even... Yeah. And it stays hot. Yeah. And a lot of people, like, they'll come to my house and they, like, you know, tease me about it. And I was like, oh. And I was like, I'm sorry. This is the best coffee. And then once they have it, they're like, whoa, you're right. How about I that? Costa Rican. I love Costa Rican coffee. So right. I do grind it. Um, and so I have a coarse grind, so then that's kind of like the per- what you need for our finer grind, so you need it for the percolator, so it, you don't get a lot of grinds on the bottom. Did you ever try to so, do it with the without the electric percolator, like with the regular percolators? Yeah, because, you know, yeah, you know, it's starting, you know, I, I can remember using like the, you know, Mr. Coffee, you know, and, and then, the, you know, my husband got like a Carrick, and I was like, you know what, this is not good. I don't like oh, it. Oh, the Carrick is like water. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not crazy about those things. If I, want, if I want a cup of coffee, I go to McDonald's because they have nice hot coffee. Yeah, that's right. I want hot coffee. And, you know, yeah. even at Dunkin' Donuts, after a while, it gets cold. Yeah. You know, and I, I want it hot. Yeah. yeah. Although I do, I always have my, for work, I always have my um, Yeti, you mm-hmm. know, so my little Yeti. So I pour the coffee into my Yeti because that way it stays a little hotter. Oh, the Yeti saves my life. Now, I used to do the thing where, like, I would have the coffee in the ceramic cup and because it tasted better. But now I go straight to the Yeti all the time, home, anywhere. If I'm not home, I I just always have my Yeti and, you know, at work and stuff so I can have it. But, yeah, but but coffee, I was, you know, coffee was the coffee pot was always, you know, going in my house when I was growing up. So it's like. Coffee is very special to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. And me, too. Kathleen, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. The percolator. Remember was that Maxwell House? da 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 we got the percolator would play the jingle. You ever had percolated coffee, Rob? I'm telling you. The co- are you a coffee drinker? 
See, Rob don't drink coffee. I drink I drink the coffee that Rob doesn't drink and the coffee that you don't drink. But one eight hundred two eight three one oh one point five. So Dunkin' Donuts. You know, the multiple lawsuits because they can't snap the container on right. And people are getting uh, drowned with the hot coffee and they're getting burned and all that. And uh, I think it's time maybe they got to just come up with a better lid. Maybe like one of the a lid that screws on and snaps so you can't mess it up if you tried. Because I can tell you, like, if you take the, if you don't put those lids on right, then, you know, so it's not on right. I hand you the coffee, you squeeze it. You get coffee all over you. It's exploding everywhere. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you squeeze it and it just comes out. And then, like, if it goes on, people, I don't know how it can burn you. I mean, I, although, you know, I don't want to find out. But, yeah, I mean, if if you have the car, you know, the hardest part is keeping it hot. Because it just, especially when it's cold outside. So... I do kind of have a solution for you. So my dad got this thing for my mother for Christmas one time where it's a coffee mug that it keeps your coffee warm. It has a thing under it and it keeps it warm. Like it has like, I think it's chargeable and you put it on a specific thing and it it has like a little like heated thing right under it. He got it for your mother? Yeah, he got it for my mom. He loves your mother. What's, what was it? How much does something like that cost? Eh, Not not too bad. It it was like something on Amazon, you know, nothing too crazy. Yeah. I heard no. There's the one I'm thinking of. Isn't it like two hundred dollars? Maybe I don't know. That's I mean, expensive. I, I, I'm not a coffee drinker. Like I've had only coffee. I've had coffee like twice in my life. Right. Yeah. I like. I look. Believe me. I love the smell of it, but I don't know. Like I, I, I put it to my lips, and I was like, oh man, like th- this doesn't. It, it doesn't taste. You got to try the different flavors. You got to try. See, I just have it with milk. I, I have it with, actually with half and half. I don't put sugar in it. But then again, you know, with the sugar and all the different sweetness, it's a whole other experience. Dominski and Doyle. I listen to you guys every day, so I appreciate you guys keeping me entertained on the radio. Wow. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks, Bernardo. So wait, we're supposed to be entertained. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure. Weekday afternoons, 2 till 7 on New Jersey 101.5 and NJ1015.com. XW Trenton, WKXWHD. It's all right, especially if it's here in New Jersey, 101.5. Steve Trevelis, hanging until 11 o'clock tonight. And 1-800-283-101.5. You go to nj1015.com, find out where the best stakes in New Jersey are. We, we dug that up for you. Uh, also, my interview with Vinnie Mad Dog Lopez will be up there. He called in last night. Uh, David Bowie, seven years ago we lost David Bowie. And uh, we'll be talking about him later on. Uncle Floyd called in the night after he died to reminisce. I'll play that. Um, did you ever believe for something and get it? This is, uh, you know, universal law, believing equals receiving. It's the basis for every religion. If you believe for something, you're going to get it. Right? I think in Buddhist, it's namne go renge kiyo. I'm not even sure I'm saying it right. Namne go renge kiyo. I'm not sure. You Correct sound me, like apologize. you're saying it correctly. Have you heard it before? No. Okay, well, I think I am. I'm not sure. Because I had a friend who was Buddhist, and it was the same thing, that believing equals reason. If you believe it, you'll get it. Um, now, according to uh, Gen Z, it's called Lucky Girl Syndrome, and there's <laughs> Laura Galibi. 
And she swears the secret to her success was as simple as assuming everything would just work out for her. And she dubbed the philosophy Lucky Girl Syndrome. There's an article in the uh, Post today uh, where she basically explains it. I'm not exactly sure at what point this started for me, but ever since I can remember, I have always made it a point to tell everyone I am so lucky. I just always expect great things to happen to me, and so they do. And that's the thing. You expect great things to happen, and so they do. Fear is negative believing. If you, uh, I've taken Bible classes. I took a Bible class uh, okay. years ago. And the first time I took the Bible class, the uh, person, the, the instructor says, I want you to believe God for something, anything in the world. It could be the most outlandish thing. Believe, see what happens. So I did. And what I believe for, I've been trying to get into WAPST for three years. And I believe in the next day, I called WPST, and it turns out the afternoon guy had resigned, and I was able to go in there and get the job. Huh. As, as crazy and wacky as that sounds, it happened. So, but I've always been a believer. I always believe in God. I pray and my prayers get answered because it's prayer with supplication. If you believe it's going to happen, if you thank God, you'll get it. That's the idea of, of why you believe in God. Now, that's me. I'm not telling you what you should do or anything. I'm just giving you me. Uh-huh. Uh, but now, you know, again, this believing has manifested itself. You know, in lucky girl syndrome. So you got a girl who basically, and I went on her website and I look and she says, you know, you got to get a fixed idea of exactly what it is you're believing for. And if you see it, if you can visualize it, it will come. And it sounds like so many of the Bible classes I've been in, so many of the philosophy classes I've been in. So agree or disagree? 1-800-283-101.5. And again, I'm not telling you what to believe. What I'm asking you. Have you ever believed for something and had it happen? Wished for something is one thing. When you're wishing is more asking. Believing is assuming. This is going to happen. I just know this is going to happen. Where before it even happens. And you so take it for granted it's going to happen. Because, you know, you heard the expression willing something to happen. Um, Damar Hamlin. The whole world willed him back to health. I mean, if you believe that. I do. You know, I mean, when, when there's that, you know, the idea of prayer, like, God, make a decision, should this guy live or die? You know, but the idea that, you know, the world, like, willed him, prayers that are answered. But 1-800-283-101.5, lucky girl syndrome. Uh, this is a big thing, uh, according to the New York Post with Gen Z, which is what, uh, 18 to 34? Yeah, it's me. That's uh, you. That, that's me. Uh, do you believe in willing? Uh, do you believe in uh, lucky girl syndrome? Look, I, I like, I like what it, what it's all about because I'm someone who has really tried to teach myself of, you know, positive affirmations, really getting yourself into that feeling of, okay, like, you know, back in the day in college, I used to say to myself to really get myself prepared for a college presentation, I used to say to myself, you are the best public speaker in the room. And it may not be true because, I mean, the professor is also there, but it's just getting myself ready and I would feel good and, and that would really lead to myself saying like, okay, you're going to do well during this presentation. And usually that's how it would go because i put myself in more of like a positive outlook but and you could see yourself up there absolutely you could yeah. see so you visualize yourself up there giving the speech and the crowds loving it oh yeah and it happens i just like how it's called lucky girl 
Well, she's a girl. <laughs> so she calls it lucky girl syndrome, right? Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, ooh, what a lucky girl. All right, so here. Toward the end of 2022 from the article, Samantha Pelizolos, 18 years old, stumbled across an intriguing TikTok video, which is this. Uh, Laura Galibi swore her secret to success was as simple as assuming everything would just work out for her. Philosophy she dubbed lucky girl syndrome. Uh Skeptical, but of course, Paluzulo, uh, a University of Illinois advertising student, decided to see if the philosophy would work for her. Every morning, she told herself she would have a lucky day. And uh, one particularly thorny issue she'd been dealing with was who would get what bedroom in a new apartment she and her friends were leasing. She and one roommate were desperate to get the bottom bedroom, so they started telling themselves it would all work out in their favor, and then it did. So... Do you have this story? Have you ever believed for something? Do you believe in positive believing, first of all? Do you believe in positive believing? Do you believe that if you believe for something, you'll get it? And two, have you ever believed for something and gotten it? 1-800-283-101.5. First time I ever noticed this was actually at a job. I used to work at a supermarket near me, Acme, right. and I wasn't someone stocking shelves. I was someone who was a sanitation leader. So this was during like the deep of the pandemic. I needed money for school, and I said to them, hey, I'll work every single day. I just need to do something. So I would spray the refrigerator door handles for eight hours a day. Right. And in my head, I was like, oh, this is this is so – like, yes, it's like such an easy job, but it's all mental because it becomes very physical, like very easy because it's just spray, wipe, spray, right. wipe. And, and you can get really into your head. And one time I'm spraying down the uh, this big lottery – uh, thing that is, it vends out like lottery tickets. And I'm spraying that down and I say hi to my boss and I say, hey, you know, how's it going? Uh, you know, how, how's your day going? He said to me, best day of my life, just like every other day, best day of my life is, is happening today. This is at 7.30 in the morning. I look at the clock and I go, how is that? How is that possible? This man is, he is, because I, I thought of everything negative of like, this guy has taken over a whole supermarket. There's going to be something going wrong. There's going to be milk spilled. There's going to be yogurt somewhere. Right. A kid's going to be having gonna be great. attention, but it's going to be a great day. And that was the first time I was like, you know what? Like, I got to start thinking like that guy. But I want to know the story. Is there any story? See, like, the universal law, like when I was taking Bible classes, it was like, like universal law means uh, believing because receiving. If you believe in God, he will give you exceedingly abundantly above more than you could ask or think. Like, he's really going to believing 2.0. Uh, but are there instances uh, in your life, 1-800-283-101.5, how do you feel about this idea of lucky girl syndrome? Where, uh, you know, this girl believes that if she just wills it, it's going to happen. And she's uh, turned it into an industry. You know, she's on TikTok. Uh, she's got millions of followers. And she's got everybody believing that, you know, you just believe it's going to happen. 1-800-283-101.5. Uh, she's a YouTube sensation, a TikTok sensation. And uh, do you believe, do you agree or disagree? And have you ever had a situation in your life? Whatever it is. I gave you a couple of mine. Have you ever had a situation in your life, religious or not religious, where you believed for something and you got it? Glucky Girl Syndrome. The TikTok influencer is Laura Galibi. And she swears 
that this is the way she lives her life. And when you watch the video, it's like I said, you have to focus. You have to see it. You have to believe. You have to focus on exactly what you want, every aspect of what you want and how you see it. And if you believe that and you focus and you assume it's going to happen, you're going to get it. Has it ever happened to you? 1-800-283-101.5. Here's New Jersey 101.5 Fast Traffic. 1.5, Steve Trebleese. All right. Gen Zers have put their own uniquely titled spin on manifesting their dreams by believing that they simply assume they'll land a great job or an amazing apartment. It'll happen. Believing equals receiving, or as they like to call it, lucky girl syndrome. And uh, TikTok influencer Laura Galibi has uh, put this out. She's uh, always expected great things to happen to her, and so they do. And she's been viewed 2.7 million times, while hashtag lucky girl syndrome has 61.9 million views on TikTok. So have you ever believed for something? Have you ever just, not so much wished, I hope it happens, I hope it happens, I think I can, I think I can, I know I can. Have you ever so believed in something, were so convinced that something good would happen for you? That you just believed it and it happened. And that maybe you could think you brought it about by believing. I'll give you a story. So one time in high school, I used to run track. If I was a track athlete, I was varsity for all four years. And there was a specific time that I wanted to hit in one of my races. In the uh, 400-meter dash, I wanted to break 50 seconds. That's... uh, because everybody else that I saw that were seniors when I was a freshman, they would go 50 point, 50 point. Then I saw people break 50 my sophomore year. So I said to myself, you know, junior year, maybe senior year, let's let's go for it. You know, why not? And I, because I, I knew, I was like, I, I know I could be just like those people. And and it took a lot of training right. uh, junior year, uh, with especially with like some of my very close friends who I'm still friendly with to this day. And all of us were able to break fifty. It was it was a really cool thing. It happened to two of us. But did you believe it? That yes. You, this is gonna, you just saw this. This is going to yes. happen before you even ran it. You were convinced it's going to happen. So yes. naturally, it does. Yeah, I, I, it got to like it was like it started. I'd say in the summer of twenty sixteen, and then it got to like it finally happened April twenty seventeen. Like, see, it makes sense. Rob Brown, my producer. If you if you put yourself in the mindset. And you start living like it's happened, then automatically you make it so much easier for it to happen. You know, because you're assuming it's going to happen. You're convinced. You're not living with any kind of doubt. I think a lot of times, like, if you have doubt, that doubt is going to cause you to do things that will screw it up. Oh, that's what happened senior year. Mm-hmm. I Where I... I was like, okay, like I, I broke fifty. Now I can go for you know something next. Like like what what's next? And and I got because I believed in it so much, and like I mean physically, like I I can only go so fast. I right. mean like listeners can only like you know I I'm five eight and you know I, I was around like one hundred sixty pounds back then, and you know you can only go so fast right. when you're five eight. So. Physically, like, you know, mentally, I'm like, oh, I could go, like, you know, so fast, but, you know, physically, I can only go so much. So senior year, I, I did get a little bit of that where I'm like, oh, man, like, a, of, of, like, disappointment well, yeah, Once myself, you think about but, it, yeah. and then, you know, then you get that hitch and you get along. Mm-hmm. But lucky girl syndrome 
is a new TikTok influencer, 61.9 million views on TikTok. And uh, uh, it's, again, you know, it basically goes back to universal law, something that's been around for thousands of years. Uh, Laura Galibi has discovered it, and uh, she's 19 years old, and she puts it up on TikTok, and now it's called Lucky Girl Syndrome. And, you know, the New York Post gives her a story. Uh, Gen Z is entitled life-changing new way of getting whatever they want without having to work for it, which is something that'll get you to click on. And then you click on, and you're like, oh, okay, it's believing equals receiving. So... I'm wondering, I guess here in New Jersey, no one's calling because we know in New Jersey, no matter what we believe, we're not getting nothing. <laughs> we ain't getting anything. You can believe, you can pray, you can do whatever you want. You ain't getting nothing. <laughs> 1-800-283-101.5. It's very similar to praying. It's very similar to, to any religion. You know, uh, what you believe is what you what you are, what you give back is what you get. If you believe you're a failure, you're going to be a failure. If you believe you're a success, you're going to be a success. If you see yourself a certain way, that goes back to Tony Robbins tapes. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. um, all those self-help things. And this is, I guess, a new form. But, you know, I don't, I don't see where it's life-changing. I, I was going to bring it up about how it's like a different type of motivational speaker, you know? It, I mean... You, you'll. I, I, it's very hard to explain, especially something like TikTok, where if you like, you don't have a lot of time yeah, to it, get it, the it, message across yeah. in TikTok. I, yeah. Like Tony, Tony Robbins will give you, uh, or any of these guys will give you. Here, buy these cassettes. There's fifteen cassettes, or buy the CDs, or whatever. Right mm-hmm. now, you download. Uh, with her, it's like, oh, we got sixty seconds. Here. We're going to give you the whole thing in 60 seconds, which I love. Uh, but basically, it comes down to the same thing. And what she's saying, and I would play what she says, there's just so many F-bombs in what she says. Gotta uh, love my generation. Right? But but it's like, as for the, it's like dropping them for the sake of dropping them. But, but the thing is, though, that basically she says, you know, if you believe it's going to happen, it's going to happen. You have to see yourself. You have to very focus, get very focused on exactly what you want, exactly how you want it to be. Believe it's going to happen. Assume it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And it works. I would love to, because since she's someone like my age, I would love to run into her, like, at a college party. Like, where are these people at my college party where they're saying to themselves, I believe that this is going to happen. I want this to happen. The people who used to come to my parties, they would... Nothing's going to happen. (laughs) Nothing's going to happen. But 1-800-283-101.5. It makes total sense that it would. Like I said, entire religions have been built around with it. Uh, Have been built around it. Lucky Girl Syndrome hadn't yet been coined by Galibi in early 2022 when Kristen Garcia decided she was going to have a lucky year and get invited to the New York Fashion Week. Uh, but Garcia believes the method worked for her, inspired by videos of various girls on social media. She began using daily mantras such as, everything always works out for me. Again, chanting. I would always uh, like affirm every day, I'm so happy that I'm going to New York Fashion Week this year. And I'm so happy the desires are reaching out to me. She's an Orlando nursing student. And uh, sure enough, it happened. Designers did invite her to Fashion Week. And Garcia's luck continued once she landed in New York last fall. So basically the idea, if you believe it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Has it ever happened for you? 1-800-283-101.5. And again, you know, this is, this goes back to the Stone Age. Believing equals receiving only now for Generation Z. It's called the lucky girl syndrome. And somebody's making a lot of money. Some lucky girl is making a lot of money 
by putting it up on TikTok and now a whole I, website influencing the whole thing. I feel that's the funniest part is that she's like, you know, she has this huge thing of if you believe this, this will happen. Like, that's what I love about how it's very motivating because I know there's tons of people tons of people my age who are like, dude, this person's so inspiring. And they show me a yeah. TikTok like that. And you say to yourself, well, what is it? She and believed that it's happening. It's the right? lucky girl syndrome. The lucky girl syndrome. Have you ever believed for something and gotten it? Well, yeah, tonight I'm going to win the Mega Millions. You see that? There yeah. you go. He's yeah. going to win the Mega Millions. Right. And I believe that you're going to give me some of that money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to forget this station. I'm not going to forget the Chad Robinson Memorial uh, Studio over here, which will be renamed. I don't know Memorial. I'm still here. I'm scratching <laughs> the old name off the sign right now just yeah. to get it ready. 930. Now, the latest New Jersey... 800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. Go to nj1015.com. And you will see the best places in New Jersey for to get steaks. Because I know how much you like steaks. You'll get everything you need about the uh, state of the state today with Governor Murphy. We covered it. We covered it intently. You're going to see uh, my interview with John Bramnick talking about the restrictions on the concealed firearms and how ridiculous the law was. Uh, that they that the Supreme Court overturned actually, and uh, Uncle Floyd on David Bowie, uh, he loved everyone who was off the path, and I'll play an excerpt from that interview where he talked the night after he died. Bowie died seven years ago, and uh, Uncle Floyd was a good friend of David Bowie's, and uh, he opened up about it. He would only talk. He said he would only come on with me, um, and I really appreciate that. Uh, so. One of the things they talked about in the budget today was the amount of car thefts going on in New Jersey. It's uh, it's incredible. Uh, and in Tom's River, not only do they have a rash of car thefts, but in Tom's River, the car thieves are so aggressive that if they don't find the keys to your car, in your car, and a lot of people actually leaving the key fobs in their cars, they go into your house, and they're finding that a lot of people in Tom's River are not locking their doors. So the car thief is able to walk into someone's house, get the key fob. They don't take the money. They don't take the TV. They don't take the wallet. They don't take the computer. They don't take anything else. They get the key fob, and they go and they steal the car. Seriously, who ever heard of such a thing? So, questions come up here. One, who leaves their house open anymore where people could just walk in and take anything or just walk in? And uh, two, you know, I, I never got the idea of leaving their key or people who leave the keys in the car. I know my father left his keys in the car and he was 92. He didn't care if people stole the car. We were going to take care of that. He would leave keys in the car. Uh, my, I, I drive cars that are so friggin' old, I would gladly leave the keys in the car. I would leave milk and cookies in the car. I wish someone would steal my cars. They don't steal my cars. Have you ever had your car stolen in New Jersey? 1-800-283-101.5. Tell me that story. But seriously, who do you know anybody that leaves their house open? Don't tell them. Don't say it on the air. I don't want anybody going there and robbing you. But seriously, it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in 2023 in New Jersey. 
that people would actually be leaving their houses open. Have you ever heard of such a thing? Or anyone who leaves keys in the car. Like, what is the thought process? Leaving keys in the car, like, okay, sometimes I hear, like, well, don't leave them in the car because people will rearrange the cars in the driveway. You know, the key fobs are different because all you got to do is have it on. You don't need to put a key in the ignition. And car theft is up because of it. 1-800-283-101.5. On Facebook, Tom's River Police Department, we are reminding the public to check your home and vehicle doors regularly. If you are a victim, please immediately notify authorities. Why the hell would anyone leave their keys in the car? Why would anyone leave the key fob in the car? But better yet, does anyone leave their house open? Have you ever had someone come into your house while you were in there? Who wasn't supposed to be there? I mean, I know people lock their doors the minute they get in the house, regardless if it's day or night. But leaving the door open, that's insane. 1-800-283-101.5. How do you feel about this? Do you know anyone who leaves their keys, who leaves their doors open? You know, small town, once upon a time, back in the day. You can't do that now. But in Times River, they're doing it. And has anyone ever had their car stolen? I had my car stolen twice. You know, once uh, I loaned it to a friend of mine in Prospect Park, and I knew it was a restored Opal GT, and I knew. As he was driving the car away, he begged me. Had an interview with a frozen food company. He was begging. He needed the car to go to the interview to get the job. And he was going to be screwed if he didn't get it. He wasn't going to get the job. And I'm watching the car go away, and I'm thinking, this is going to be the last time I ever see this car. I just had a feeling. For no other reason. Four days later, the car was gone. Another time, I was parked in a parking lot at a restaurant in Deptford, New Jersey. at a Nissan pickup truck. And it's the weirdest thing when you have your car stolen. You go outside and you find out that uh, it's not there. And I'm thinking, I'm walking around the parking lot. Am I on the right side of the parking lot? Am I on the other side of the parking lot? I'm walking the entire parking lot. And it's gone. Never to be recovered. But 1-800-283-101.5. Tom's River Police Department reminding people to lock their doors so that car thieves don't come in to steal the keys from the key fobs. Has this ever happened to you? Do you know anybody who doesn't lock their doors? Do you leave your house open? How do you go to bed at night leaving the house open? Especially like if you're not alone in the house to begin with. If you've got family in the house, who leaves the doors open? You know, you go overnight, you put the deadbolts in. Right? That's where we have cameras, entire security systems. Right? Tomorrow night, there's a Facebook Live with Eric Scott all about home security. And here in Tom's River, they got to watch this because they got people in Tom's River that just leave the doors open. And then you got thieves who know it. So they're going out to steal the cars. Oh, it's not in the car. Hold on. I'll be right back. I'm going to go inside and get it. What? Have you ever had a situation where you were in the house? And you hear someone come in, and they're not supposed to be there. 
and you have no idea that they're there? How would you confront that situation? You know, that's when you worry. You know, that's the idea about, you know, the, the concealed laws, the gun laws. Yeah, you ever pull a gun, you know, you you, you got to be really sure what you're doing. You know, what if somebody just wandered into the wrong house, and that's happened? But 1-800-283-101.5. In Tom's River, they have car thieves who uh, are actually going into people's homes looking for the keys. You could only do something like this in New Jersey. Do you know anyone that doesn't lock their doors? Cars, houses. Have you ever had your car stolen? Have you ever had someone come into your house? Jersey Radio. 800-283-101.5. Car theft is a big deal in New Jersey. It's going up, up, up. So much so that Governor Murphy addressed it in the state of the uh, state address today. And uh, in Tom's River, police are saying, please, lock your doors, lock your car doors, take your keys. If you bring your keys in your house, lock your house. People actually leave their house open. Car thieves are actually going into houses to get the keys to steal the cars. Only in New Jersey, right? Gemini's in Brooklyn on New Jersey 101.5. What's up, Gemini? Hey, Stevie, I know tomorrow we're going to be together for a little bit and bring in the funny tomorrow. I know. What are you doing in Brooklyn? Well, I I just I just came back from Tom's River, uh-huh. and I got this new car. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make it such a deal. Can you believe this? They, they leave the doors open. They leave the houses open. No, it had a big sign. On the floor mat. Right. said, welcome. <laughs> I like this. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, you give the dog a bone and right. bang your friends. And all of a sudden, there was the car. They And they also had, and I didn't want to tell anybody when I, you know, got the keys. Right. They also had the, uh, the insurance card and the title. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that people, uh, you know, that people don't lock their houses at night. That they don't lock their doors. The people just can walk into your house. And, get, and, and, and then not only that, they walk into your house, and the only thing they want is the car keys. They're not even looking for, like, the TVs or the paintings or anything. Steve, don't you think that's an insurance job? Follow the money. You don't think that they left it open. You know, oh, my God, he took, he didn't take nothing else. He took that <laughs> and, my, and my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Where was your wife? Uh, she was in the trunk. She was in the <laughs> <laughs> Hey, tomorrow night, man, you're coming in. It's going to be great. Yes, of course, buddy. Hey, I'll see you then, man. I'm looking so forward to it. Hey, Steve, thank you for doing what you do, buddy. You got it. Thanks for calling. Calling <laughs> New Jersey 101.5, 1-800-283-101.5. You'd never think that, like, people would do this, but they are. You know, if you've ever had your car stolen, I want to hear your story. Uh, with so many people getting the car stolen in New Jersey, you figure we would have one story, right? Maybe we should have people believing that they're not going to get their car stolen. And then we could have lucky girl syndrome play into this as well. 
1-800-283-101.5. Coming up in the next hour, Uncle Floyd reminiscing on David Bowie. It's an interview from a couple of years ago when Bowie died. And I wanted to play that because that was when, you know, Floyd immediately, uh, you know, it had hit him. And he told some great Bowie stories. And also on NJ1015.com, Willie Nile is going to be playing September 13th at the Stone Pony, the Asbury Angel Show for a, li- a light of day. Uh, he tells his stories, and I got that on the website as well. John Bramnick had a lot to say, Senator Bramnick, about the uh, federal court uh, suspending New Jersey's gun laws. And uh, they're on nj1015.com as well. So 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. And again, you know, I ask, has anyone, do you know anybody that would leave the keys to the car in the car? Do you know anybody that would leave the houses open? Like Gemini, thinks it's an insurance job. It could be. I mean, but that many? I just have never heard of such a thing. I don't remember, growing up in Union City, I don't remember anyone leaving their houses open. Marlboro, Roosevelt, where I well, just come right in. Especially today. But could you imagine somebody leaves the house? Imagine like you're in your house and all of a sudden you hear something. And it's somebody. That means somebody doing you any harm, just somebody. Who wandered into your house. I don't know for what particular reason they would wander into your house. Unless, of course, you're married. (laughs) That's a whole other story. Uh, There better be a good explanation there. Mary's in Carteret on New Jersey (laughs) 101.5. Hi, Mary. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I have a good, good story for you. My roommate left our door open, and in the middle of the night, I went downstairs for something, and there was some man sleeping on my couch. What? He had his clothes, he had his clothes all folded on my cocktail table, his shoes. He couldn't speak a word of English. I had to call the cops. Right. It was, I live in a duplex. He was on the wrong street. He was visiting somebody. So wait a minute, wait. This, he's visiting somebody. He walks into the wrong house. Hi, I'm here to say, oh, but there's nobody there. So he decided to take a nap on your couch? Yep, he went on the couch and went to sleep. Oh, oh my God. So it is, was hysterical. So, so, so what happened when the cops came? Well, they woke him up, and, you know, they brought him down police headquarters. Right. And then about four hours later, the cops called me and said, oh, he wants me us to bring him back so he can apologize to you. Yeah. I'm like, no, that's fine. Oh, really? Yeah, really? You should have charged him for room and board. It's funny, because what made me think of this is a good friend of mine passed away recently, and when I used to see him at bingo, he would pass me on my bed and breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) See, you know what? You hear about these stories about people, you know, I keep guns in my house, and if anybody broke in, I'd shoot him, whatever. (laughs) And then you hear stories like this, and could you imagine the tragedy of somebody doing that? You know, you got to know what you're doing. But also, you know, did you leave your door open and that's how he got in? Yeah, he came home from work late. He just went upstairs and didn't lock the door. And the guy just came in and went to bed. We have learned a very valuable lesson, have we not? Yeah. 
<laughs> All right, Mary, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. David Bowie, seven years ago tonight, we lost him. Of all the celebrities that have passed, who are the ones you miss the most? We'll talk about that coming up. On your radio, online, and on your smart speaker. New Jersey 101.5. My name is 10.08. I'm Steve Trevelisse. I cannot believe seven years ago today we learned of the death of David Bowie of liver cancer in his New York City apartment. He'd been diagnosed 18 months earlier, had not made his condition public, took everyone by shock. And uh, among those who uh, were taken aback by it was his friend Uncle Floyd. And the night after, you know, some background, it was uh, David Bowie who wrote a song about Uncle Floyd called Slip Away on his 2002 album, toured it, and uh, all about Uncle Floyd and Oogie and all the characters from the Uncle Floyd show. And uh, when Bowie was asked how he knew about Uncle Floyd, he said John Lennon had told him. And Bowie and Floyd became friends, and I'll let Uncle Floyd tell the story. Now, when this happened... Going back seven years, I called Uncle Floyd, and he said that uh, he didn't want to talk to anybody about it, but he would come on and he would talk to me. So uh, rather than get him on again tonight, I'd rather play the original interview uh, from seven years ago, which uh, was just emotional. Check this out. Now, this is from 2016. So we've got the legendary Uncle Floyd to tell us the whole story. Hey, Uncle hey. Floyd, how are you? Steve Trevely's my favorite. How are you, Steve? I am good. How about you? How do you feel today? Well, I got the, I got woken up at um, 5.25 a.m. and my phone for the next five hours didn't stop. But, you know, what can I say? He was good to me, very good to me. We had a relationship and a lot of people know that. And he wrote the song and... He came to the bottom line to see me, and uh, he'll be missed. I mean, you know, he was a one-of-a-kind act, an artist, in the fullest sense of the word. And he loved everybody who was off the path. Uh-huh. And he's attracted to you. I mean, you see, how much of a tribute is it to you, Uncle Floyd, that David Bowie is attracted, you know, is attracted to you as an artist, is attracted to what you do so much that he wrote a song about you? Well, he he t did tell me that I reminded him of the um, the old school English music hall comedians who played music and did parodies and comedy and wore costumes and that kind of thing. He uh, had an appreciation for that kind of art, or which is pretty much gone now. But he he liked that, and uh, he came to the bottom line one night in December of 1980, a couple of weeks after Lennon was murdered. Right. And uh, I remember I, I had a big meeting. I had 17 people in the show, and I said, listen, Bowie's in the front row at 1 o'clock. In other words, from our stage, we look at the audience as a clock. 1 o'clock meant off to your right. And, uh, right. Uh, so he's at 1 o'clock, and um, don't draw attention to him. I says, whatever you do, don't acknowledge him, make fun of him, joke with him, honor him, nothing. Leave him alone. Because the audience is going to be looking at him. And <laughs> You're thinking this all the so time. I was concerned about that. But he went out, he was laughing and applauding and acting like the biggest fan. And then he came backstage after the show. Uh -huh. And the whole troupe was assembled there. 
And I asked him before he left, I said, how did you find out about our TV show? Now, you must understand he was doing Elephant Man on Broadway at the time. Right, right. So he, and he looked at us and he said, John Lennon told me about it. Wow. Wow, yeah, and that's the truth. And there were 17 people witnessed that, and that's the kind of guy he was. He left in a dramatic moment like that. And he sent me a Christmas card every year except this year. And I had heard from people in the industry that mm -hmm. he wasn't well. He was suffering some kind of problem. We weren't sure. We didn't, you know, pro right. was a cancer, and it finally took him. But uh, bravely, he fought it and didn't want his audience to know, and anybody to know. No, I'm so glad you chose this station. I'm so glad you came on to tell me that story. Because you know what? I, I heard about it. And you know when I bring you on, I, st I start to tell the story. And you always cut me off and never let me finish it. So I'm finally glad that I got you to come on and tell the story. Uh, let me tell your audience something. I have so much respect for you, Steve Travelese, as a broadcaster and more as an entertainer and a comic and an MC and a, a comedy producer. And I always, I, I don't want you to get into it when we when we bring me on because it's, you know, uh, anyway, but you understand. And I only did your interview because I, I respect you and I know you love show business and show people and your audience deserves it. And uh, I turned down a lot of interviews today. I know you I really did. did. I thank you so much, Uncle Floyd. No, you're, you're, the, you're the real thing. And, um, and did people know about your sons, how much talent they have? My sons hung out with you backstage at the Dennis and Judy show, the Millstone Performing Arts Center. They go into school on Monday, and the teacher says to them, so what'd you do this weekend? He said, oh, we played with Uncle Floyd. It was great. And they said, well, what did you play with Uncle Floyd? And there's my sons, Lennon and Albert, in the front of the class. She's got freckles on her butt. She is nice. When no, she's in my arms, it's paradise. The <laughs> they stole the show. You got it. Yeah. Uncle Floyd, thanks so much for coming on. We'll talk this hey, week. Steve, anytime. Thanks. You got it. The legendary Uncle Floyd. That was from 2016, the night after David Bowie died. And Uncle Floyd, just a hell of a human being, hell of a man. Uh, my son's are now playing high school football. It's such a long time, but that actually happened. Uh, I want to know from you. You know, uh, you know Willie Nile, I spoke with him, and that's on NJ1015.com, and the sound is there as well. Willie Nile's playing the uh, Asbury Angels concert September 13th at the Stone Pony for Light of Day. Huge Bowie fan, and uh, he lived a few blocks away from Bowie. And I had him on uh, that night, was he that night or the night after? And he was emotional when he said that, you know, he's going to, when he hangs up the phone, he's going to go down to Bowie's house and put flowers down. And I asked him later on, the following year when I had him on if he did and he said yeah uh, but 1-800-283-101.5. You know, so many times a topic has been done whose celebrity death shook you the most and, and justifiably so in a situation like David Bowie but seven years later of all the celebrities that have passed who do you miss? Who are the ones that you miss the most? Who are the ones that at times just say, God, I wish I could hear from that person or God, I wish I, I'd love to, to hear what David Bowie would do. You know, a David Bowie album in 2023, what it would sound like because he was so cutting edge. He was so ahead of everybody else. Bowie would do it. And within a few years, the world would catch up. And that's just the way his music was. So 1-800-283-101.5 could be a singer, could be an actor, could be, um, uh, you know, uh, anybody. 
politician, comedian, of all the celebrities that have passed, who are the ones that you really miss? Who are the ones that you maybe miss the most? I put it up on Facebook, and I got some great responses there. Uh, comedian John Kensel, Phil Hartman. You know, and there's another shocker. You know, Phil Hartman, the soul of Saturday Night Live for so many years, and he goes on to do news radio. And, you know, and his wife, uh, unstable marriage, and she ends up murdering him. Uh, and then herself, I think, um, as he slept. And, you know, when, when you could tell how important Hartman was, I mean, when, when the show would never be the same. It would go off the air, news radio. But, yeah, Phil Hartman was one. Eddie Van Halen is another one that I've got up here uh, from Ben. Uh, you know, another one that you wish you could hear from again, that you wish you could get something else. Sam Kinison, one of the funniest, most honest comedians of all time. Sam Kinison, you could hang with, you could laugh with, you could have a beer with. You'd want to have a beer with. Sam Kinison, I did the updates on Howard Stern Show for 10 years. One of the greatest moments in my mind of the Howard Stern Show was when he's in the room with Kinison, Andrew Dice Clay, Richard Belzer, and Robin Quivers, and they're doing the news, and you couldn't stop. Every time Kinison would come on, you stopped what you were doing, and you had to listen. And when Kinison did his HBO special, I recommend you stop what you're doing and go watch it because it's that funny. And it holds up today. 1-800-283-101.5. Gregory's in Princeton on New Jersey 101.5. Gregory, who do you miss? Ah, uh, Steve, how are you doing tonight, buddy? Good, Bal. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm really good. Uh, I was just telling the screener, I'm missing, I'm missing Jackie Gleason big time. Man, and you know what? You were, you were young for Gleason, and yet so do I. I remember him. I remember the show, you know, and it, it, he was just, he was just so big, so big on television, you know, really. He was, if there was such a thing as a five-tool, you know, you have the five-tool athlete, if there's such a thing as a five-tool entertainer, Jackie Jackie was a comedian, he was a singer, he led an orchestra, he was an actor, and everything he did, it turned to gold. He did it all, and he did it excellently. He did it, you know, the best. Great choice. And he was a pool shark. And he was a and again, right? He played Fats. He was a Minnesota Fats. He was a pool shark. And he was damn. Oh, yeah. Remember the the sixty minutes interview where he's shooting pool while he's talking? Sir, I sure do. Hey, you know when you when you're on the expressway going into Brooklyn, you see the sign there that says his. That was one of his uh, calling cards on his show. Uh-huh. And they got a big old sign there um, saying how sweet it is that you're entering Brooklyn on the expressway. Oh, I love it. And the Ralph Cramden statue in the Port Authority, right? Sure. Oh. Absolutely. Greg, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Right, one 1015 Of all celebrities that have passed on the seventh anniversary of the passing of David Bowie, who are the ones that you miss? Here's Fast Traffic. one 1015 Seven years ago, we lost David Bowie. Surprise of a lifetime. Liver cancer. Okay, so not so much whose death shook you the most, but of all the celebrities that we've lost over the years, who are the ones that you miss? Who are the ones that you'd love to hear from? 
1-800-283-101.5. I put it up on Facebook. I get a lot of response. You can call me at 1-800-283-101.5. Greg says, uh, George Carlin. I'd love to hear what he has to say about the last dozen years or so. You know what? Uh, I would love that, too. If you could get one album out of somebody. Bill Hicks, George Carlin, I'd love to hear from both of them. Robin Williams says, Jane, uh, he was one that when he died, you know, one of those people that could bring the world to their knees. Prince was another one. Heath Ledger, we got so many here. But who are the ones that you miss? You know, when David Bowie, you hear about David Bowie, and you're like, oh, my God, how is that possible? Because Bowie was, I think, 69. He was still young. You thought of him as young. He just had, he had a young heart, would be the best way to put it. Celebrities that you miss. Frank Sinatra. Wow. Just to hear that voice. You know, uh, how Sinatra would get along in a world today. You know, he started as a Democrat and ended up Republican. It was, there's so many, you could not make a Frank Sinatra movie because there's just way too much to cram into it. How would you do it? I mean, they've tried unsuccessfully. Great documentary on Sinatra, I think on Showtime, parts one and two, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Elvis. When did Elvis would play today? Because Elvis was, I don't know, such a parody when Elvis was Elvis. And Elvis, Elvis, not so much as a parody, but when you see the movie, the Elvis movie, you know, with Tom Hanks as Colonel Tom Parker, and you read into the Elvis biography, especially the HBO, uh, This is Elvis, part one and two, it's almost a tragedy. Freddie Mercury, another one, uh, 1-800-283-101.5. Rodney Dangerfield, you know, it'd be great to have Rodney Dangerfield just to be able to, like, Rodney Dangerfield, and I'm going to go Norm MacDonald, that you could just have to to laugh at. You know, just have, a, because we need comic relief. We need moments. We need chances to laugh. 1-800-283-101.5. David Bowie, gone seven years. Give me some celebrities that you miss. You wish you could hear from again. You know, every now and then you think about them. You know, very, very simple. John Belushi. Tom Petty. You know, Tom Petty, the rocker that... The rocker that rockers who disagree can agree on. You know, you may like one band, I may like another, but we can both agree. Tom Petty's like the Breakfast at Tiffany's of rock and roll, right? What about Breakfast at Tiffany's? We both kind of like it. Tom Petty. 1-800-283-101.5. John Lennon I could talk for about three hours on. Uh, he was one who, I used to talk to Larry King a lot and have him on the show. And Larry King toured with the Beatles three times. Larry King was 21 years old, working in Miami, and requested an interview from Beatle manager Brian Epstein, who in turn invited him to go on tour with the band. And he's turned that into a couple of books, uh, a lot of speaking engagements. And he said that, I asked him once, you know, what if Lennon were alive today? And he says he was so into technology. He probably would be all over social media. He probably would have his own podcast. Uh, and when he was alive, he wanted to do an album a week. He wanted the albums to be interviews. I remember Dennis Ferrante was uh, one of his engineers. 
And like they wanted it, he wanted Imagine done in like 24 hours. He wanted it at the WNAW studios by midnight. That's how fast he wanted to work. All right, if you could, uh, celebrities that we miss, not so much if you could get one back, not so much whose death shook you the most, just celebrities that you miss, that you'd love to hear from. Steve Irwin is another one. Neil Peart, what a great writer as well as a great drummer. Uh, John Candy, you know, again, the, the people who just made us feel good, the people who, when you wanted a great joke, you had Rodney, you had Robin Williams. You know, when you wanted, uh, when you want the perspective, you had George Carlin, Bill Hicks. You wanted opinion. You know, you had John Lennon and all of it great music. Michael Jackson, 1-800-283-101.5. And, you know, the thing about Bowie, like when Bowie died, it took everybody by surprise. You wake up one morning, I can't be. And there was that rash, Glenn Fry was another one. Uh, and this is the time of year, you know, when it starts the 2023 deaths, but this was seven years ago for Bowie. So uh, we played the uncle Floyd. If you go on NJ1015.com, you'll hear the Willie Nile, but, uh, of all the celebrities that have passed, give me one that you miss the most. You just well, a f- you know what? A few of, I had a few in my head when I was coming in the studio and you just rattled a few off. Um, and I had a few of those names. But one that I remember as a kid was Jim Henson. He was barely even 50 years old, I think. He was very young, had a rare form of cancer, and kind of like Bowie, he kept it to himself. It wasn't, yeah. No one knew about it. So when it actually happens, it's just such a shock. And that's such one of those that's not fair. Yeah. That's the one you stamp your feet and you're like, oh, come on. Right. It's not fair. Right. You know, and irreplaceable. Absolutely. It is 1030. Now the latest New Jersey news. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. Trevia tomorrow night. Music, movies, television, New Jersey. New Jersey 101.5. You get it right? Valuable prizes. Go to nj1015.com. See uh, Senator John Bramnick on the uh, restrictions on the gun laws and the Supreme Court overturning, I mean, uh, the federal court overturning the laws. Willie Niles to going to be playing the Asbury Angels on uh, January 13th. His thoughts on David Bowie, Uncle Floyd's thoughts on David Bowie. And uh, right now we get uh, Rob Brown's thoughts on Adanos. I've got news for you. Excellent news. Now it's time for Headlines and Trevlines. I read the news today, oh Doctor, doctor, give me the news. Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. A good question. All right, so Netflix actually just released a documentary today about the hatchet-wielding hitchhiker. Do you know about that guy? The hatchet-wielding hitchhiker? Yes. No. So you never heard about that famous... So in 2013, there was a guy who was pretty much a hero. Um, And it was all about uh, how he was riding passenger seat of a man's car, and he watched that man... Uh, Jet McBride run into a utility worker in the car, pinning him against the truck. So he had to fight this guy off with his hatchet and his famous quotes, smash, smash, smash. 
um, <laughs> of the guy. Yeah, that's right. It, it, he did a whole TV interview. It was a homeless guy, uh-huh. and he made his way to New Jersey. But bad news for him. He is now serving a 57-year sentence at the New Jersey State Prison in Trenton. So a homeless guy makes his way to New Jersey. Yes. Where he attacks a guy with a hatchet? So, okay, here. It, it, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of stuff, which I'm actually really looking forward to uh, watching this because I've been seeing clips and stuff right. about it because – um, this he was he was a very popular you know thing going because in the news it was about how he saved someone's life with this hatchet that the they homeless had guy saved the guy's life with the hatchet yes and he became very popular right. uh, his name is Kai that that, that was oh his that name. guy yes. I remember him now yes right, Kai right. Caleb with the wacky hair yes right now I go oh, okay and they're making a movie about him yeah making, it's, it came okay. out today a documentary came out today about his whole. The whole thing of it, and I'm really looking forward to it because actually, I think and he doesn't whole, profit off of this, does he? Oh no, he's serving a 57 yeah. year sentence in uh, in Trenton. He's got cigarettes for life. Oh, yep, yeah, right. that, that, that's that? okay, okay. No, I don't think you can. I don't think you can profit off your crime. I don't know who makes the money on this. Oh no, like, well, I mean, he'll he'll, he'll he has a conversation now in prison. Like, yeah, you know, that's me. Yeah, and like, yeah, oh, here's, me. A, here's a cigarette, buddy. So okay. All right, all right. And what's it called? What's it called? It is called The Hatchet-Wielding Hitchhiker. The Hatchet-Wielding Hitchhiker. It's on Netflix. Okay. And I have Netflix. This will work. Uh, Dude, I've been looking forward to this. Me and my dad, we were going to start watching it yesterday. Right. And we were like, oh, it's the 10th. And my dad was like, ah. See, the only Kai I've been seeing on Netflix is Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. So this is a completely (laughs) new Kai for Netflix. This will work. Okay, I like this. Two Kais. All right, what else is going on? Okay, so I I think you'll like this one because... You got sons who play football. Yes. So in New Jersey, state lawmakers are considering a bill that would require baseline testing for athletes in grades 6 through 12 for concussions. Good idea. I think it's a great idea, too. Great idea. That, okay. I I think it's great that they're starting off young in sixth grade as well mm-hmm. because, I mean, you know, kids don't know how to really tackle. You know, I was doing form tackling in high school still. So, and... There was a story I remember from back in the day when I was uh, when I was young. You know, I was watching football, uh, and it was my my grade. And there was this kid who got hit pretty hard, and he's sitting on the sideline. And all they did was put a trash can in front of him. And then you think to yourself, "We've like, really progressed since then." Yeah, right? absolutely. How many fingers do I have up? Yeah, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> you know, okay. we no longer drink with the trough. You know, the trough and the ladle. <laughs> you know, there's an old football clip from uh, God the '60s with uh, the Eagle coach Joe Q. Harrick, mm-hmm. and he's screaming and yelling at the team. And he walks over to the long trough, takes the ladle, and takes a drink of water, oh. and that's the way everybody did it back then oh man as opposed to uh jfk stadium where uh the troth was in the men's room and everybody circled around and that was a whole other bad experience (laughs) so what else we got all right so next um i'm gonna be a little bit more on the bright side so oh good okay (laughs) so hitchhike wielding hitchhikers concussions now it's time always look on the bright side of news that's right bald eagle parents get nest ready for 2023 eggs at duke farms so have you ever heard of them bald eagles are getting their nest ready. maybe that's what they're doing during the bye week (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a live. No, I'm serious. It's a live stream of 24 hours a day where you can watch these bald eagles have these eggs, and it's been a very popular thing that has been happening throughout the years. And it's an egg. If you're ever questioning, what am I doing with my life? Oh, You'll I, do it while you're watching 24 hour streams of bald eagles getting the nest ready. I, you know, you got to think like it, it must be like watching paint dry, and then when that actual moment happens. Nobody's watching because it's like definitely like two thirty in the morning, three thirty well, in the morning. You know, they got this beach down in Cape May called Sunset Beach. Yeah, have you ever been there? I've been to Cape May, but not Sunset Beach. I've, Sunset maybe Beach I have. is you. There's a whole thing. They got a gift shop and all that, and you stand there and you look at the sun and you watch it go down, and all of a sudden, in a second, it just drops, and you spend hours waiting for that second. When the thing will just, when the sun will just completely drop off into the horizon. And it's the same thing where you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting. You turn your back for one minute. You know, God forbid you got to go to the bathroom. All right, you're done. Because, I mean, I, I've watched a live stream like this before. My mom showed it to me. It was like the early days of the internet when I was like five, six, seven. My mom's like, look mm -hmm. at this. Was it's that the babysitter? <laughs> All right, little Rob, go look at the, go look at the live. We got paint drying. Take a look. I mean, no, the color's changing now, right? I, because like I don't know it, it it's like cool for history because it's the bald eagle you know it, it's the nation's bird the nation's bird <laughs> as a giant fan I like to flip the nation's bird <laughs> hey you, you know, are right they could be meeting again all right what else we got all right I'll leave you off on well this wait one. wait wait before you leave me off I'm gonna break yeah and then we'll good come idea back. hold on trusted eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five Steve Trevelyan's so uh, I asked earlier who do you miss. And we get like one call. And I got like 75 people on my Facebook page. And they just keep coming. They're still that? coming? They're still coming. What are they saying right now? Uh, okay, let's see. Uh, John Wayne, John Candy, River Phoenix, Michael Jordan, uh, Chris Farley, uh, Alan Rickman, did, wait, James did, Gandolfini. By the way, Sopranos 24 years ago today began. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. What else we got here? James Gandolfini is a really good one. Chris Cornell, JFK Jr., and they just keep coming. Who you, do you miss? You said Michael Jordan. I'm sorry, Michael Jackson. Okay, good, because I, I was like, No, he's still what? alive. Michael Jordan. was Jordan's like the jump man? Yes. No, 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 no. Jordan's still around. Jackson isn't. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else we got? Okay. I think you're going to like this one. The Uber ride in South Jersey that leads to the driver donating his kidney to the passenger. What? Don't you think? Isn't that a great that story? That is a great story. So Bill Smell, he needed a kidney. And Bill was, Smell? No. <laughs> Sumil. I think it's Sumil. Sumil. Okay, I, I Bill apologize Sumil. If, oh, okay. if I'm getting right. his, his name wrong. But he needed a kidney. Right. And he was getting a Uber ride that was actually bought by the hospital to get him to the hospital. And the hospital bought him the Uber. Yes. And, and the Uber driver picks him up. Yep, Tim Letts arrives, and they instantly strike up a conversation, and right. they become a little buddy-buddy, and by the end of the drive, Letts, the driver, offers him his kidney. What kind of a tip? That's exactly what, what I was going to say! What kind of a tip does one leave? Who do you leave him? When, at that, when the guy... Then that was, <laughs> 
guy says, I'm going to give you my kidney. Uh-huh. And then you leave like a $3 tip. Okay. And the guy, nah, in second thought, I changed my mind. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Uber suggests like tips. Like, what do you... like? Uber suggest. What does Uber suggest they, when the driver offers you a kidney? I know. Like, what What do you say? Like, do you give him like 10 bucks? Like, is a kidney worth $10? <laughs> that's a good question. That You know what? That's, that's kind of like, think about this. Because now you're the guy. You, 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 the guy has given you his kidney, and you got to tip him, and you got to write a review. So, like, what if you, you know, he was a little bit, uh, I noticed he was a little bit shaky on the road. Yeah, it wasn't my most comfortable how, ride. But how crazy would it be if it was a scheme the entire time where he's like, yeah, I'll give you a kidney. The guy goes, oh, you think they set him you. up? Thank you so much. Uh, I'll give you $200 tip right now. Never sees the guy ever again. Well, he, I, I well, will Uber, say Well, Uber, he works for Uber. Yeah. He can't do that. He, he can't he, just, like, sneak in and sneak out. So he was, he, there is one no, quote, I was shaking so hard I couldn't even write down his name or number. But, like, what do you well, tip Uber. him? What do you That's tip him? That's what I'm him? saying. I mean, what do, you, what do you tip the guy? we got to throw this out tomorrow night. What yeah. do you tip the guy who's going to donate you a kidney? That's a that. That's a great conversation too, because I think it's it's really because you either get the Uber driver who's Mister Talk. It's got to be the Uber tip he, of all time. He, he's got he's got the catchphrases, or you got the one who is the silent agent who is getting you from point A to point B. That that is doesn't even want to talk to you. Nope. I I've had those conversations. We walk in. Hey, buddy, how's it going? No response. Door closes. Put it in to drive. You know, crazy. He's got things to do. Crazy. All right, what else we got? I think you'll like this one. Okay. Phil Murphy on Monday. So already, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so 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 there's already huge. So he you, you talked about him all, not not all show, but but during the show he did take down one thing. So government officials are not allowed to have TikTok on their government phones. Yeah, how about that? What does that mean? <laughs> I, okay. How many state phones? Did we talked about this last night? How many state phones do they actually? Because they got the personal phones. Yeah. So if they want it, they got it on their personal phones. And the personal phone isn't it also connected to the Wi-Fi as well? Mm-hmm. So, so what are we really? Yeah. Doing? What are we really doing? I that? mean, it's. I, I the research says you know TikTok is owned by Byte Dance. It's mm-hmm. a Chinese company that moved its headquarters to Singapore in 2020. Right. And uh, the the representatives of TikTok in uh, New Jersey and the United States are not happy. They're like, oh, how come? Why not? But for me, I would say, you know, eh. First of all, why is the official scrolling on Instagram, like like on uh, Instagram or even TikTok? Like, well, everybody does. I mean, no, nobody... You know, in today's day and age with social media, you know, everybody's checking their phone. But here's the my thing. My kids live on their phone. I, you, oof, I love uh, to get my... Well, you know what? I got to say I'm lucky because, I mean, they may live on their phone, uh-huh. but they're also playing football, basketball. They're, they're out there. They'll go outside and throw the ball around. I mean, they're not, you know, they're not like, like just shut-ins where they just sit there with the phone 24-7. They do have a balance, and probably because they got each other, and they've got a football and a basketball. Hear me out. Yes. I got I got a thing for uh, the the uh, NJ officials who uh, now have to delete TikTok. What's that? You know, may, maybe they just found this new girl on on TikTok who you know who's really taught them how to be motivational. Believing, <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs> just believe. Don't don't worry about TikTok. Just believe. All right, what well, you got? Anything else? 
I got one more thing. All right, one more thing? Okay, what do yeah, we got? I, I got one more thing. So a massive two-day air show, an open house at the Joint Base McGuire-Dix-Lakehurst uh, base. It, it's a air base. It's called the Power in the Pines. It's going to be a air and space open house show. It's their first time that they're having it since 2020. More power to the pines. Great yep. job by you tonight. Let's do this again tomorrow, Absolutely. Jersey Radio. This has been the Steve Travely Show On Demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.